One of the things I really enjoy doing every week is playing basketball. I think I maybe have mentioned that before. That mm-hmm. I have a group of guys I play with and have been playing for 15 years or something with the same group of guys. And so Friday, we play at lunchtime, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And so Friday I'm playing and my phone just ringing off the hook on the sideline, you know, because it's just on the benches uh, off the side of the court. And, and it just keeps ringing and keeps, I mean, it's like phone call after phone call after phone call. And I'm like, I never get this many phone calls and I'm hearing it ding because of texts. And so I'm like, okay, there's some sort of emergency. There's, you know, one of my kids is in major trouble. Something's going on. So I get over there finally and and check it out and come to find out I had some porn on my Facebook page. Oh boy. That, you know, you gotta be careful who you friend apparently (laughs) (laughs) because apparently at some point I friended somebody that, I didn't know, and they just kind of went crazy and said, hey, hey you have about- l- look who I hung out with, <laughs> you know, and it's like, what? So I couldn't do anything for like an hour because I was, you know, all I had was my phone so I can see what's on there, but I can't get oh, behind man. the scenes or whatever you have to do to take care of it. So I get call and I still get call after call after call. <laughs> just like, oh, man. So I finally get home, clean it all out. And it still took forever, it seems like, before it all refreshed out. Um, so did all your friends that clicked your Facebook page got porn on their Facebook pages, too? If they follow the timeline, yeah. <laughs> you know, because if they follow my feed, I guess they would. And so I actually was real close to deleting my whole Facebook account. I just, eh, screw it. It's not worth it. Crazy. Well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio, not a bash Facebook day. <laughs> and this is Dr. Corey Allen with Gina Paris, where we're talking about love, life, marriage, sex, anything and everything in between. And we'd love to hear from you. You can call us at our feedback line, which is 615-5666, or send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And we do get a lot of emails, and we enjoy them. Yes, so keep them coming. Mm-hmm. And I also want to do a little plug for... Sending uh, heading over to iTunes if you do use iTunes with our show and leaving us some sort of feedback there because that just helps spread the word so that more people can find it. Because one of the things I do enjoy seeing is I just found your show and I'm trying to get all caught up and you know I'm on a, I'm I'm on episode six and it's like well that's cool you got a long way to go but you'll catch up and hopefully everything continues to be a, a blessing and a benefit. Yeah, absolutely. And when thing that people have been writing to us about lately is stamina for the men. And it makes me think about what I call the Mythbusters study. Do you know the Mythbusters study, Corey? I don't know if I know the Mythbusters study. <laughs> I've heard of the Mythbusters show, but I don't think that's what you're talking about. <laughs> I know I love Mythbusters. So when I read this article about um, oh, female orgasm with partners, mm. you know, that it there's a study that says it's more enjoyable in intercourse than with foreplay or with penal vaginal penetration. Right. I think you know about this. So let's. Yeah. And that's. Tell me. So, so what the study is, and it's actually a study that was done in like 2009 in the Journal of Sexual Medicine is where it came out. And it's some researchers in Czechoslovakia. So Czech, Czechs must have some great sex going on because there's several studies in this, of the Czech population. When it comes to sex, actually. 
But what they found is that in just a general population, that women's likelihood of consistency of partnered orgasm is associated with penile vaginal intercourse duration, not foreplay duration. Mm-hmm. So they, women in general, enjoy intercourse during, in, intercourse during intercourse, orgasm mm-hmm. during intercourse more than orgasm during foreplay. Yeah. So it's more than just this bring her around and then come in and get him done. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more than your turn. Now my turn. Yes. And I love this study because I'd been feeling like I was the only one saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, you need to move to Czechoslovakia, and you've got lots of people you can talk to about this. I don't know. But it does bring up an interesting discussion, because then, you know, there, there's the other study that's, that's repeatedly been discovered, that a majority of women cannot have an orgasm during intercourse. I know. These must be women from a different country. <laughs> I'm not going to name any countries. <laughs> but... It It is one of those things that, you know, to have an orgasm, and I don't think it's necessarily just talking about vaginal orgasm where you're talking about the, the G-spot inside right. the vagina. I mean, because the clitoris can be involved during intercourse. Sure. If you have the proper technique, proper position, and just take your time. And that's kind of, I think, where we need to spend some of our time is how I, I know of several men, mm-hmm. myself included at times, that it's over too fast. Once once insertion begins, it's over too fast. Hmm. And so what do you do about that? Because that could leave her completely unsatisfied or neglected. Yeah, because there's nothing more impressive than just being able to go as long as she wants to go. It's true. fun. So, and that's a question that guys want to know. How do I last longer? How do I stay harder longer? So, seems to me that's two issues I asked you earlier because I don't have any experience with this, just research <laughs> <laughs> that validates why things go so well in my bedroom uh, on my husband's side. But um, let's talk about lasting longer. Okay. Well, uh, some of it. You know, the old adage or the old, the, the old standby statement is, well, just think about baseball. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Which, you know, I can understand the premise of it. But a lot of it, I mean, all of it's going to stem to, in my, in my opinion, in my belief, it's, it all stems from your own anxiety and your own sensation level or your sensate level of, of how, you, how well you can tolerate the feelings and the experiences and, and feel them, not disengage from them. Because that's the whole idea. One of the pitfalls of the just think about baseball uh, yeah, you're is you're absolutely. disconnecting. Right. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, lots of couples during sex are already disconnected enough. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to add to it. But there's there's also the issue of sometimes I think a woman subconsciously colludes in the speed. She just wants it over fast, too, because she's not into it. Well, I think that's true. And so that so just hurry, that, that hurry, that's, a, a that's the whole, well, but that's that hurry up and just get this over with kind of thing we've talked about before. Yeah. So this isn't just a male issue is what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a system issue. It's a collaborative issue. 
Well, I think on, I don't think it always is. I think if we're talking about not being able to, if there's not penal health, if, if somebody can't get hard and stay hard, a lot of times that is a, a whole reflection of his health. Yeah, and that's a different ball game, I think, than than coming too fast. Exactly. I think those so. are two separate issues. Erectile difficulties generally is side effect from medications, some sort of testosterone issue, some sort of blood flow issue, some sort of health or biological kind of issue. And so one of the things on that is definitely seek a medical professional and just check check levels, check hormone levels, check all that kinds of different things that could be contributing because even some of the most simple medication, because we are in a medicated society here in America, maybe that's why the Czech Republic is, maybe they're not a medicated society, I don't know, but we we are in America in general. And so the side effects of some of those is directly correlated to sexual function. There's no way I'm going to believe that's just from medicine. No, it's it's not completely, but I think that's one of the first places you look. That's with clients that I've had that have brought this issue up. That's one mm -hmm. of the first places we look because it's that's the easiest fix. Well, they can't they're just going to go off medicine? No, they work with different types of medicine then. <clears throat> Cuz most of most of the medicine people are on, you know, they're they're talking about depression, anxiety, sleep, some, something like right. that because they're dealing with something else and they're, they're, it's just they're treating the symptom, not the issue. Exactly. But that aside, when you're talking about the idea of just reaching climax too fast as a male, I do think it's a systemic issue mm -hmm. in general. The guy can do some things and it's best, I think, to do this together. But some of it is just kind of figure out a way that you can create a collaborative alliance with your with your spouse to learn your own sensation levels, your own abilities, your own, you know, kind of there, there's a whole sensate focused technique of mm -hmm. how to learn how to last longer. Right. Which is where you, you need to know exactly when your orgasm is going to hit and and even before, because there's kind of in most men, there's that point of no return. Mm hmm. And when you reach, you need to know right before you reach that point so that you can stop and then transition to something else. And that's probably the easiest technique is once you get an idea of where that point is for you as a man, explain to your wife what's going on. This isn't something just to change it. And then yeah. just change positions. Stop. Let her do something different. Go down on her. I mean, actually <clears throat> pull out and, and go down on her for a while and then come back. So, I mean, there's lots of different things you could try that will delay it. Because I'm assuming there's probably some men that could just go forever. Mm -hmm. But eventually, you're going to lose your erection. Or probably more more likely what would happen is she's just going to become really sore <laughs> and, and be done. Like, get this over with, please. <laughs> you know, because cause there is a point of, no, that's just, it's just too much. That's too long. We need to do something different. So it, that's where it's a systemic issue. It's not just a his or her. Right. It's being able to communicate and in a variety of ways with each other and building some teamwork around all that. Yeah. It, but also understanding, um, man, I'm still big on clearing the roots of some of those anxieties, you yeah. know? 
Yeah, because that's that's one of the things that a lot of times when it comes to sex and the way pornography and masturbation has impacted men exactly. is it becomes a goal-oriented thing. And if you think about it as an adolescent, most of the times as a, as a man, as a boy, if you will, if you, if you are into masturbation with pornography as an adolescent, it's usually about getting it over fast because you don't want to get caught. You know, masturbation is a secret thing. So it's not typically something where you go, th- you know, you take yourself on a date and you go see a nice movie and you want it to just all unfold romantically. No, it's, it's a quick <laughs> yank and done kind of a thing. But then that spills over into sex because it, that's how your brain correlates it is it's, it's a goal oriented, end oriented kind of a thing. And so it's about get this thing over as fast as you can, which then also leads to your own ability to handle intimacy and closeness. Right. And, you know, a lot of, it's kind of, in my mind, there's a good push for monogamy, you know, but if you've been having so many partners and so many experiences and they play on each other, and even within a monogamous relationship, those can be issues, you know, disappointment and frustration that is then becomes a self-fulfilling vision. But what about the guy who says, you know, I love having sex? Because a lot of times what happens is then these guys uh, have little sex drive because of what they see as failure. Right. So what about the guys who are the opposite? They're like, man, I, I love having sex. It doesn't happen enough. And now it's so frustrating because I just do not last at all. Well, I think that's still you have to sort through some of your own anxieties that are tied with it because it could be your desire to have a lot of sex is really stemming from your own inadequacies and wanting to feel accepted. And so sex is acceptance to you or sex is love to you. But then you reach that tolerance level of it's too much. So it's over fast. So it's that catch 22. Of I want that experience and I want that release and I want it fast as opposed to I want to learn how to handle myself in close proximity to someone else that's important to me. Which that's the hardest lab there is, is how to handle yourself in close proximity to those you care about. Yeah, it's very vulnerable. It is. Well, and it's also, there's there's the negative side of things. I mean, this is a, a total different route to take real quick. This past week, my daughter was, was struggling. She's six, and she has um, just a nice upper respiratory cold. Mm-hmm. So she just didn't feel good all week. And to her credit, she toughed it out, went to school, you know, did all the different things that she still needed to do because she wasn't to the point of I'm contagious or it's, you know, I, I can't function. But she would come home so tired, she would just be clingy. And clingy drives me crazy. <laughs> and so she would want, Daddy, can I just come sit with you? And there's part of me that just loves that. But then there's a point of, okay, get off me, <laughs> you know, just because, just get away from me. And that's the whole intimacy threshold at work outside of a sexual arena completely. Right. But that's what's going on within sex too. It's that same idea of how do you know when sex is over between you and your spouse? Right. You know, it's typically whenever you're done as the male, that's kind of the standard. Mm-hmm. But do you stay around? Do you hang around? Do you hang around? Do you do you cuddle? Do you talk? 
Do you hug? You know, what do you do? And usually we have within us this threshold that we cross that makes us fidgety and figure out ways to try to get away or, you know, get, get our partner to get away or, hey, just get off me so I can go clean up or, you know, whatever it is. But all of that is threshold related, not just function related as well. So what are some more practical steps that a guy can take? Well, the biggest one is still just the idea of, okay, you have the have the conversation with your spouse of I'm tired of this being done so fast. So you've got to, you know, you have to work on getting a handle of your own sensations. And the best way to do that is in conjunction with your spouse, not just by yourself. I mean, you can do it by yourself, but it's best because it's a whole different, I mean, it's the same idea of they've done a study of the type of orgasm a man has masturbating versus he has with a, with a partner and it's more intense with a partner. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) But so that's where, you know, practicing it on yourself by yourself you you can kind of get some basic ideas of your own body again and move beyond just the goal-oriented type of um, activity and move into more of the connection activity. And that's where then your your wife comes in. And it's just have some slower process unfolding of sex with her to where you're talking more of, I want to try with you on top and I want to go slow. Or I want to, I want to enter you and I want to just sit, you know, don't move, but, but you can still stay connected and still stay erotic. And so it's not mechanical. Okay. I mean, doesn't, doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Cause I, um, I, I just, I think that is a little bit. I mean, those are good and tangible for the guys. I, I think sometimes we want, you know, they want to know, well, what about, you know, things that make the sensations duller? What about creams or, or whatever? They want it. They want to know. Well, I mean, you could, I guess there's various things out there on the market that you could possibly sure. try, but that's again, treating the symptom. Mm-hmm. You still have to get to a developmental level to handle the closeness with a partner. It's going to be like any performance. The more that you, you know, you'll live up, up to the image that you have of yourself performing there. So, I, you know, I would think that the more you are, are going to visualize having a successful encounter that lasts for a while, <laughs> breathe through it while you're there. We talk about breathing right? other times, right. you know, to breathe. Um, to be able to relax and, and stay connected well, is going to help. Yeah, and, and it's, I mean, I mentioned this before, but the, the main idea, the main tip is it's creating a collaborative alliance with your, with your wife. As the man, cl- create an alliance with her that to where you're working together to, to overcome something. Because it, this isn't just, like we mentioned before, this isn't just your issue. She plays a role in it. And so bring her in to the issue. Bring her in to what's going on so that you, you are creating an alliance and then you also figure out how to reestablish that alliance whenever it's broken. 
Because that's the that's the issue I have with the sensate focus stuff, the Masters and Johnson work, mm-hmm. where they have the squeeze technique, where you have right. sex up and to the point of no return almost, and then you pull out, and there's actually a way you grab the penis and squeeze, and it'll help take away, supposedly, the the desire to finish, and then you keep going. But I mean, that's so mechanical and so disengaging. <laughs> at least on the surface, it could be, I guess, connecting. Largely, it's it's just so sensate focus. It's not a integration of all of you. It's not a mind, body, spirit, emotion connection. It's just kind of a body thing. <laughs> but if it take, but if it, I think that would still go back to the attitude that you're both engaged with. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it could, but it, it's still not. It's still just treating a symptom. To me, because what because what's really under the core is your own anxieties. That's what right. brings about quick orgasms. It's you're looking for a release. You're looking for something, right. and so it's learning how to integrate all of you and and keep it together between you, and realize that this alliance that you create and you're working through this process of trying to last longer isn't always going to feel good. You're going to have failures and disappointments and frustrations because that's just part of learning more of ourself. So there's going to be times where it doesn't work out well because it's going to test you. Because maybe you have to reveal to your spouse, you know, hey, I'm not into it. Or she has to come to grips with, I've always enjoyed it being fast (laughs) because it hasn't required much of me. And then she has to then confront her own sexual demons if you will well one writer wrote that it's discouraging or you know the way his wife responds can be helpful or very hurtful so maybe we should say some words to the spouse Uh, you know um some encouraging ways to deal with this to not let your not make your mate feel like he's broken or, or that like we're saying that's not his problem that's your issue as a couple and something that you want to work through together as a couple okay i mean to be encouraging and hopeful and in, encourage his um sexuality and sexiness well cuz i still think it, it just like with the man how there's typically some underlying something mm-hmm. that's contributing and again I don't believe in linear causality when it comes to people. We're too complex and there's, exactly. and there's too many factors involved. So it's not, oh, because I struggled with porn when I was a kid, I have this problem. Right. No, it's not that cut and dry. It, it, it contributes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's probably not the sole reason. There's other things involved too. I mean, I know with, I'll just be personal with some of the stuff I've had in my struggles and with porn in the past. And even just with sex in the past where it was all about me. And then it was also all about just my own levels of intimacy and comfort. It was really about get it over and move on. It wasn't about the experience together. It was about the release. It was about the identity as a man. So having to come to grips with that is is a huge deal. You know, that's, that's a developmental deal. That's not just a sex deal. Yeah. But the beauty of it is that's part of what plays into a beautiful marriage. Absolutely. It, you know, how you interact in that most vulnerable and intimate space. So we do want to encourage you to, 
um, you know, let yourself be safe with those emotions. And as a spouse, let your mate be safe with his emotions and, and be, you know, all of us have so much meaning that we apply to all these different areas of our sexuality, our body, our performance, in and out of the bedroom. And so to stand in your own power and to claim your own body and to, to claim your ability and your desire to share that with somebody is very powerful and it's worth um, exploring and, and worth taking the time to move forward. Mm -hmm. And here's, here's something that just came to mind. As you're talking, Gina, that's that's a, mm -hmm. an idea that both partners can do that I think contributes to helping find solutions in this area. Because, again, there's not a one size fits all solution right. to this. There's not a, there's not an easy quick fix to it either. But one of the things to do is as you go throughout the day. Internally, become aware how much eye contact do you make with the people around you? Because that's kind of a level of intimacy. Hmm. with people, isn't it? I mean, there's, because lots of times people don't look at each other in the eye. You know, there's the standard guys are checking out the woman. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what women do. I'm not one. But there's, you know, how much do you make eye contact with people? And then how much do you make eye contact with the people that are important to you? You know, how much eye contact do you make with your wife throughout the day, throughout the times that you have to interact? Because that's that can be kind of a marker for, okay, set that as kind of an average whatever it is throughout your day as a baseline and then figure out ways to increase that. Hmm. Figure out ways to up your your connection with people. And then more importantly, up your connection with your spouse. Because what that's doing is that's creating a better connection and alliance between you for when you then do move into the bedroom, you've already let each other behind the eyeballs a little bit more. Yeah, there's, I think that's really powerful. That's interesting because I have, I always look people in the eye, like every, everybody, unless they're Asian. And I particularly try not to, because I know that in their Cause culture. Because it's cultural that, significance. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, um, I, I think so often we carry around a sense of not good enough. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to get past that, that not good enough. And, and so that's worth, like we're saying, um, working with a coach or, or working with somebody that helps you identify all these, all these things that play into your story and clear them out. Why, you know, the things that make us want to hunker down or, or self protect or short circuit. Because of thinking that it's just not good enough, we're not good enough to put ourselves out there. So it's it all plays together. Yeah, because this isn't to me. This isn't about learning how to manage your anxieties that come about from closeness with people. Right. It's it's more about learning to tolerate more of those anxieties and and not let those dictate what happens in your life. I.e., coming too fast. It's it's about learning how to lean into the discomfort of yeah. of you know hey you're you're coming across as clingy right now and it's more about okay that's more about me than it is you so therefore i need to figure out how can i stay connected and have a grounded response to you that's not reactionary you know that's the idea of when you do an, when when you look at look at people in the eye 
everybody has a point where you're going to, one of you is going to look away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh you know, because it's, because it's not a staring contest. <laughs> if you're looking too long, you're coming on. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's where the, there's multiple meanings, but it's, it's learning how, okay, what's the, how can I connect with people in a deep, meaningful way that is solid? You know, that, that's from the best in me. That's from my integrity. That's not, I'm leading them someplace else. It's no, I want to connect with them. And specifically in marriage, how can I connect better with the person I've committed my life to? With the person I experienced this whole secret side of life with? And when you learn, when you figure out what your threshold is, that's when you start figuring out, okay, how can I expand that threshold so I can experience more? That's the key to most everything, I think. Right. Is how can I connect and let them also connect with me? Because that's a whole other side of things. Because <laughs> right. it's real easy to have such an outward focus that you don't let anybody else in. Right. But so it's, it's really that idea of I'm going to, it's a two-way street. And so how can I bring this up with my spouse and say, Look, this has been an issue. I don't know what, how you feel about this issue, but I would like sex to last longer. And it could be she's, oh, thank you. I do too, but I've been always scared to say it. Or it could be, I'm fine with our sex life with that. And that speaks volumes. You know, cause then you both have to face whatever it is that's in the way. Because everybody, except for the small category of the blessed few in sex has struggles and even the blessed few have struggles here and there sure they have just figured out how to be more comfortable in their skin throughout the most of their life right. and in the moment to moment things that that's where they can then follow the connection and lead and be led and all the different things we subscribe to so it's it's more i mean i think with the simplest way there's no simple answer to this but the simplest way is begin to get an idea of your own tolerance levels of things both, both sensate wise and emotion wise, spirit wise, body wise, and then lean into the process with, in the presence of your spouse to create more, to, to tolerate more. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it, that's tough. It's tough, but it's, it's a growing process because what you'll find is, it actually spills over into lots of other areas of your life as well. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say. The, it, that confidence and, and what you discover about yourself pressing in that most intimate discomfort, can it, that's how you can do your career. That's how you can do any anything you're going after. Yeah. Because in the short term, you can try just different positions. You go for just a, go for just a little bit in one position. Then change. Go another, go a little bit longer and then change. Go, I mean, and that, that kind of is delaying it. And maybe that's an entry into creating a, a last, longer lasting time. But it's still getting down to, to me, getting down to our own love, internal processing of things, our own anxieties of things. Well, if I'm a wife, I'm all about trying all those new positions. So don't rule those out. Well, yeah, but not all, not every woman is because some of them are, it's, all right, get this over with. And that's the message that was sent early on in the marriage, and that's mm -hmm. what's carried it forward. 
because there's so much shame and guilt that can be associated with this whole act, depending on your upbringing. So, but, and that's the whole idea we're talking about where this is so much more complex because yeah, you're having exactly. to unpack a lot of other things and it requires both of you. It's not just a male issue. No, it's not. And, you know, to the wives that are this, the low desire, I mean, I don't even know how many of them listen. <laughs> Sometimes it seems like the, it's the men saying, gosh, I just can't share your show with my wife. She's, she's never been interested, never interested. Uh, but if, if there's wives listening and you're the gal that loves your husband, but doesn't think sex is that important, it, that is still time to have dialogue. It, it's very likely that it means way more than you think. And so it's worth as a wife, if we love our husband, if we're love bringing out the best in him, then it's really exciting to explore what kind of intimacy you can have and, and how to grow in such a place that's so unique to you and him alone. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really so sacred and, and fun and refreshing and, and bonding. Um, it's worth it. And it is, it is because <laughs> what you get to create is a marriage that's fully alive. It's Absolutely. a sex life that's fully alive. A life that's fully alive. It's part of what everyone wants. I think so. I think it's what we're all striving for. Mm-hmm. And to love and be loved. One way to go about trying to create that more is during sex. That's the laboratory of life. <laughs> Interesting right there. Mm. This has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris, we're glad you've joined us. You got something on your mind or feedback? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. Let's talk about